episode 40 of Offscript with Trish Close. Intimate interviews and fun conversations with interesting people. In front of my mic today is Vinny DiCostanzo. Hi, Vinny. Number 40, Trish. Number I'm f- number 40. Four zero. I waited. I kept saying no for 39 times, just so you know. <laughs> 39 times I wanted to be 40. And so here we are, 40 already. I can't believe it. Okay, so So. first of all, I have to apologize for being late this morning. It's okay. It's It's the story of my life. And my husband says, if you're on time, you're 10 minutes late. That's very good because Mm -hmm. if you're not 10 minutes early, you're not on time. Right, and you were early. I was early because you said I had to be here and I was here. And in all your text messages, I could read them to you. I'm gonna keep you for 45 minutes, and I can let you set you free. Okay. And I was here early. Okay, jeez, this is you're really throwing me under the bus. No, I apologize. You're always early. Yeah. You are. You're always early. You're always ready. You're always prepared. Okay. You're just nodding. I just wing it. Um, Also, I just want to share. My mic system is very high tech in this podcast room. They're on a stack. You can't see them if you're watching the video portion, but they're on a stack of CDs. Vinny will show you. Yeah, they're on a stack of CDs for the height. Vinny has already come in and completely <clears throat> ripped apart my podcast room. He's like, I don't want this this high. I'm taking these CDs out, <laughs> which is how you do things now in life. Yeah, now, now you're throwing, throwing me under the bus. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Also, one last thing before we get started. Okay. Did you notice we your, didn't start? your mug of water? Yes. Yeah, because when I went to move it, it was in the way and I thought it was empty. But do you see what's on the mug? It's my mug. My mug is on your mug. This is the first time we've ever used these mugs, by the way. See, I told you it was for- Cheers. So, my morning coffee now. Uh-huh. Cool, right? Coffee with Trish, first thing in the AM. Pretty cool. These are- um, So I get to keep this, right? The, well, the- I'll see how you do in the podcast, and then oh. I'll determine whether or not so, you get to keep- so, so I don't get to keep a coffee mug for coming here for 45 minutes this morning. <laughs> No, um, I'm taking the coffee mug. So, <laughs> I'm taking it. Yeah. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Moxley Media for creating these mugs for me. They're nice, right? Actually, you know what? They are, they are very nice, very professionally done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the woman on there is... Uh, She's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. All right, Vinny, let's do this. Let's ask questions. Where are you from originally? I am uh, from Westchester, New York. Mm-hmm. It's a very special place. Um, Why? It's actually, Why is it so special? Because that's where they raise... Uh, a lot of good people. The Costanzos. Oh, yeah, the Costanzos. Well, actually, that's not where they raise them. That's just where my family landed. Can, okay. Am I where, moving away from the microphone? Just too much? a little bit. You okay. Give them, give the mic just a little bit of love. I mean, I know you're a loud guy, but yeah, because you you're from New York. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a stereotype. But yeah, that's true. Where's your dad from? You, okay, so my dad is from Ischia, the, the island of Ischia, off of the coast of Naples. It is a most amazing, beautiful. A volcanic island mm. and it's actually called the gem of Europe so it's where everybody in Europe goes to vacation this little tiny island of wow. Ischia so people from all over the world go there uh, all over from all over Europe uh, that's where they end up and it's a beautiful place and that's where your people are from that's where my people if you go there everyone looks like me Nah. everybody it's like a bunch of Vinnies well, I mean, maybe I'm just one of them <laughs> but it's there they are Amazing people. They, I have to say this. I can't say it enough. We were just there again uh, two years ago, uh, back at my family's house there, and it was probably the best time. Uh, Gina was there, of course, my wife, my daughter, Sophia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went with my parents, uh, and we met my Uncle Peter there, and we got to see everybody else, my cousins and whatnot, but it was beautiful. I can't imagine. My mom's side of the family <clears throat> is kind of that. 
Irish, English, you know, hence the fair skin, the red hair. Mm -hmm. um, my dad's side of the family is Polish. And so I've heard the Polacks look a lot like that side, like my, like the Baruki side. So I can't imagine going somewhere and kind of having everyone look like you a little bit. That would be super fun. No, it's great. They talk like you. Everybody's yeah. a paisan. Like here, people, they don't even know you say paisan. They look at the right. name of the restaurant. Paisan. Mm. They don't say, but everybody there, hey, paisan, hey, paisan, hey, paisan, all day long. Paisan is friend, right? Yeah, friend. Pal. A guy from the same place, a guy from the same, you know, town. I like it. So. When did your dad come to the States? Okay. I was trying to think about that. I didn't okay. think that would be a question, but... Um, I was trying to go back over. I was born in 1972. Okay. Um, so I'm still very young. So young. You know? And so 1972 is when I was born. I believe 69 is when my father came over. Okay. And there was a little history there. He came over, uh, worked for my Uncle Peter in one of his restaurants uh, who had just come over himself. Then he had to leave. Then he had to go to Canada. Then he got kicked out, had to go back home. You know, it's, it's a whole story. Yikes. Um, then, of course, my mom went and chased him down in Italy. And then they got married. And Like a good woman that's should. That's it. Yeah, she didn't let him go, so she went and got him. And She seriously went to Italy, brought him back? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's a long story, but she did. She left. She got on a plane, and then she got there. And then she had to take, I guess, a helicopter to this and then that. Jeez. And they found... He, they, you know, that was it. Okay. And now your mom is from where? My mom is from uh, the Bronx, New York. Okay. So she's uh, uh, a New Yorker. Yeah. Her, her father's from Italy. Okay. And my, and my, my great-grandfather's from Italy. But the, my mother was born, I believe, in New Rochelle, New York. Or was the, well, she was born in the Bronx, New York, then raised in New Rochelle. Okay. Yeah. And she met your dad in New York when he, when he came over. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you know that love story? I know, I know some of it. Okay. I know some funny parts of it, you know. What's many, the funny part? I, it's still, a, it's kind of funny, but because, you know, I guess when she went to find him after they met, my aunt Lynette, mm -hmm. who was married to my Uncle Peter, introduced them. Mm -hmm. My aunt Lynette and my mother were friends. And so they, they met. Of course, my mom fell in love, my dad, whatever. Of course, stars. You know, he didn't even speak English. So, but, uh, you know, and so what happened was when they went to Italy, if I say this wrong, I gotta be careful, you know. So I gotta see how this actually happened. But I like, don't have that many listeners, so no, you're good. No, <laughs> you're like no. Well, plus they <laughs> gotta, don't agree yeah, with me. It's all right. Well, if they're not tuning in the TV, <laughs> so my father bought her a friendship ring. Aww. Right while they're in Italy. <laughs> so cute. And I think my mother thought it was an engagement ring. Oh snap! So you know. And of course, you know, eventually it's, that's what it was. But it was eventually a, a friendship ring. Okay. And so you know. Then here I am. Here. So, <laughs> Here's Venny. Number one, oldest of three. So. I was going to ask. You're the oldest. You have two siblings. Mm -hmm. And mom and dad are still around. Yeah. Okay. Because dad's still working. Yeah. Right? As of right now, he's still working. That's insane to and me. And yeah, he's in his you know, mid-70s. So uh, he's he's getting tired. Yeah. But he's a tough he's a tough old guy. Of course. And, uh, old school. So. Of course. Very old school. Mm -hmm. um, so you have two younger siblings. Uh, what? Brother, sister? So I have two sisters. Two sisters. Oh, yeah. So goodness. I was the only boy growing up in an Italian household in New York, you know. So, I mean, I, I had a good life. I had okay. A good, I, had a, I had a nice childhood. And my, my middle sister, Melissa, mm -hmm. uh, she's a sergeant here at the sheriff's department in I've town. met her. Mm-hmm. And uh, she will take you down. I know. She's frightening. Yeah. She'll take you down. <laughs> so sweet. But yeah, yeah. I mess up. She'll yeah. take me down. And then my baby sister, Amy, uh, she's in the clothing business uh, here in town. And she has a clothing store. So, you know, two good girls. Awesome. 
growing up, how long did you live in New York? So uh, born and raised, I left when I was uh, 17 initially, just almost turned 18. Wow. Yeah. Why? Where'd you go? Well, I, we were going every year on vacation to California, and mm. I thought, well, that's a really nice place. Mm-hmm. It was just beautiful, the beach and all that stuff. So they allowed me, my parents uh, said, hey, you know what, if you go to school, mm-hmm. if you go to school, we'll let you go to California. At 17. At 17. I was almost 18. But okay. it, it was just a few months out. But uh, so I did. Uh, I went to California. I never went to school. So I, I never fibber. went to a day. I never went to a day of schooling uh, of, uh, of college when I went out there. I ended up meeting Gina. It wasn't even 28 days into the, the initial move. Uh, I was just deathly homesick. I just wanted mm. to go home. I found myself sitting on my grandmother's couch who had just moved to California. And uh, I just was wrapped up in blankets. I just want to go home to New York. And then and then one night, uh, a friend of mine that I had met out there, he was an actor. And so I got to hang out with actors, you know, and, and got to go on auditions with them in Hollywood and stuff. And and I told them one day, I said, you know, I just, I just want to go home mm-hmm. to New York. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really homesick. And I was. And they said, well, okay, look, this was a night we were all together, and so we were going out, and they said, uh, let's go over here. I said, no, take me home. I really want to go home to my grandmother's house. And so here it is. They said, I'm going to show you Balboa Beach, Balboa Island, okay? Wow. It's called Newport Beach, whatever you call it. I don't even know. Yeah. It, it all looks the same down there. It's real pretty. Yeah. So, so they took me to Balboa Island, and as soon as we get out of the car, uh, here's these three girls just running our direction, and, and so... One of those three girls was my wife, and these jerks were chasing him. You know, uh-huh. they were just being jerks, and uh, these these guys, and because uh, they are just going for a walk, and of course the guy I was with, the actor guy, he was just this monster buff dude. And I was just mm-hmm. this, you know little New Yorker, you know, and and he told them, yeah, back off, you know, they're they're with us, you know, and so these guys started throwing their hands, and they ended up leaving. Look at you, Popeye the sailor man, yeah. coming in to save olive so, oil. Yeah, well, you know, I tell my wife all the time, where would she be, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So that's an edit. So, so did you see, anyway. was it like, did you see Gina and you were just like? No, oh. I thought Gina was beautiful. I mean, she just. Well, took, she is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, well, right, we're talking about, yes, thank you. You're She'll welcome. appreciate that. She'll, I was going to say that, Gina. She's, you she's are a beautiful. stunner. She is beautiful. So uh, so what happened was, yeah, so we, we just, we met them. We talked for a few minutes and uh, I love this part of the story. We talked for a few minutes, just got to know each other. And uh, I said, okay, well, hey, nice to meet you. Take care. You know, uh, like I said, I, when I say I was homesick, I wanted to go home. I was didn't want to talk to anybody. Got it. Okay. And so my wife said, well, you know, here, you can take my number. You know, if you just, you know, if you stay around and, you know, you want to see California at all, you know. Okay. You can give me a call, you know. And uh, so, you know, you know <clears throat> Gina made the first move, I guess, you know. That's nice. What I, I like that when the woman makes the first move. Yeah. She's Which is not, not her personality. Really? No. It's just that's. Must Just have been how attractive something. I was when I was younger. So, or maybe I was nice too. I don't know. Like, you know, <laughs> no, that's you were, gone now. You were a little bit of her um, knight in shining armor. You kind of saved her a little yeah, bit. That was a nice night. It was a good, good. So, you guys start. start dating at that point? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, uh, I called her a few days later. Um, I, once again, from from home, uh, from my grandmother's house, mm-hmm. just just kind of laying there, and I just said, I'm gonna give her a call. California's looking a little a little better at this California point. California started looking pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. So, and it was kind of funny because I I called her a few days later and we we had our first date, and I uh, 
I being from New York, I didn't know where I was, didn't know how to get anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so I said, well, maybe we, you know, no cell phones, right? Because that wasn't, there's no, no cell phones back then. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Long. Like It wasn't that long, Trish. It was, it was a was long like, time you know, ago. But <laughs> so we ended up, uh, she says, well, meet me at this mall, you know, and we can, we can walk around the mall. Okay. And I was supposed to be there at like six o'clock. I got lost for two and a half hours with no cell phone. Oh, no. Uh, every freeway looks the same. Every, yeah. every shopping center looks the same in California. Every mall looks the same. So what happened was uh, driving around, driving around. I was speeding everywhere, up and down freeways. And so now it's like two and a half hours, no cell phone, no way to get a hold of her. You're sweating. I'm sweating. She's mm -hmm. going to think I stood her up. Well, it turns out that uh, she was like, I am not going to be stood up. That's what she said. She said, she said to herself, I am not going to be stood up. Uh-huh. So she went and bought one of her favorite books that she liked to read. I guess, I don't know, I think it was like Daniel Steele or Daniel, Daniel. Oh, yeah, Daniel, Daniel Steele. Steele. Daniel Steele novels. Yeah. And she read like the whole book almost while she, she waited in that parking lot. <laughs> Poor girl. And so finally I found it. Okay. And that was it. That was the beginning of our life together. We found it and uh, we've never been really apart. We've never been apart since. Wow. Uh, we got married at 19. Uh, wow, So Benny. got married at 19. We just had our... Uh, we're going to have our 27th anniversary, so we've been together almost 29 years. Congrats on that. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. So you, at this point, you're in California. You're staying there. You're on the West Coast. Do you guys go back to New York? Mm -hmm. Oh, you do go back. Yeah. So we got, so I got married, and we got married, and then we went back to New York, mm -hmm. and we went back to the family business, uh, which my father still had restaurants there. My uncle still had restaurants in New York. Okay. And so we went back. Restaurants, what <clears throat> kind of restaurants? I'm assuming Italian. Full fine dining Italian. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, these restaurants are all scattered around New York? Mm -hmm. Okay. Westchester. Okay. So uh, my family had restaurants in uh, Rye Brook, uh, Portchester, I'm sorry, Portchester, Harrison, Largemont, Mamaronick, and the Bronx. Okay. Oh, and Rye uh, over at um, Playland. So you've been, your family has been in the restaurant business yeah. forever. So this is what we do. You know, I'm third generation, Nick's fourth. Uh, you know, they started in Italy with mm -hmm. hotels and restaurants and movie theaters. They owned so many of those different things, uh, always in the hospitality industry. Uh, so this is not something where you see so many people today, I got to open a restaurant. You know, they think it's some glamorous job. It is the most subservient, hardworking business you could possibly, uh, low margin industry there is. I mean, it's, it just is. So this is what we do, mm -hmm. uh, and then we just continued it uh, out here in, in Oregon. So, I mean, it's it's truly in your blood. This is something that's in your mm -hmm. blood, you could say. And why why do you think you are still in it? Because I know the the Vinnies that you opened up um, here, you closed that and or sold it in two thousand eight. Uh, I sold it the first time in two thousand seven. Okay, had to take it back. We. Uh, then uh, we sold Vinny's to my dad in 2011, 2012. Okay. 2011, 2012. Uh, and yes, I did get out of it a couple times. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I wanted to be with my family more. I was watching them grow up. I was breaking my heart that, you know, everybody, was, things were going so fast because we're so busy outside of the restaurant of the family too. But uh, things were just going so fast, working nights, having multiple restaurants. Uh, we just said, you know what? It's a lot. We need to make some changes. And yeah. so we made some drastic changes. We walked away from pretty much, you know, uh, everything. I mean, mm -hmm. we sold it. We didn't walk away, but we, we got rid of it and we kept a simpler life. And now here it is with, you know, Paisans. Uh, we have a very simple life. We still work a lot, 
but we close at six, we're home at night. Mm -hmm. Well, and a big part of closing too and sort of taking a break was Gina. That was a big decision for you guys. Huge. Yeah. When she was, when she first got diagnosed with that uh, autoimmune disease in 2007, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was 2007, uh, which would be 12 years ago, right? No, 12, yeah, Yeah. 2019. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So 12 years ago, uh, it devastated us because they couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. Uh, matter of fact, they uh, they thought she was. We thought she was going to die because mm-hmm. the doctors. She was in liver failure, kidney failure, and so it was on the news. It was on the newspaper. Why I sold Gina. It was a very public thing. Uh, I felt that at the time it should be public because people couldn't understand. Well, why are you walking away from this? Uh, you know, at that time we've been voted uh, best restaurant every year, mm-hmm. uh, best Italian restaurant in Southern Oregon. Uh, we actually got voted best Italian restaurant eleven years in a row when when I had it. And so people just couldn't understand why are you walking away from it. For sure. So it had to be, I think it had to be public at that time. Yeah. And uh, I think it worked out for the best. Well, you're a fairly private person. I'm, I can feel you there. I'm, I'm somewhat private. But I think when people know you, and especially you were a figure, you had these commercials on TV. When you, when you went to Venny's, you saw Venny, yeah. you. Yeah. And you, you would come over to the table and you would say, hi, and how's it going? And how's the food? So yeah, I'm sure a lot of people were concerned. And it's one of those things you don't want to, you know, air your laundry to everybody. But I do think people in the community probably felt like they knew you and they knew your family. And so they were concerned. You know, we love our customers. Mm -hmm. Uh, We love our people. They have supported me. This valley has supported me time and time again. And and really, I can't put into words my gratitude for that. Uh, They've seen me come and go. you know, maybe some people have been a little uh, sideways at it. I've heard people, you know, say, well, you come and you go. You know, we do what we can uh, to keep our priorities in life, you know. Right. Uh, the restaurant is not me. The restaurant supports me, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, do I love what I do? Absolutely. Do I love the people? Absolutely. Do I love the things that have come along with it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've done what we've had to do uh, to survive and to you know, you, you just keep making adjustments to it. For sure. How is Gina doing? Gina's doing good. She goes ups and, uh, has her ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, we just had a pretty big down. Uh, she was uh, sick for a good, she had a flare, so she was down for two, three months. Uh, but they come and go. She yeah. has to take precautions. And I can't imagine, because I know, um, well, I don't know firsthand, but I know restaurant life can be stressful. And then you've got this added stress at home with your bride that has these ups and downs. So there's a lot on your plate. When you uh, have a disease like that, you know, it does the same thing that cancer does. Mm -hmm. Only there is no remission, just constantly flares. You know, there is no, so she did uh, oral chemo twice, uh, those things. And can the restaurant business be stressful? No, it is stressful. Every aspect about it. And, you know, we live in a time, you know, we live in these days that people are brutal. Trish, they're brutal. Yeah. I mean, people in general, they are, and there's no way of getting around it. How, they, how do you, you mean know? they're brutal? You know, people are entitled. Uh, people feel that everything should be automatic. They feel like they should have it right away. Uh, we live in a town, especially Southern Oregon, and Southern Oregon has its benefits. That's why I keep coming back here. I love Southern Oregon. Right. Uh, but Oregon itself is becoming a chain-fed state. I mean, I don't know. I've never seen so many chain restaurants in such a small little area just keep popping up. So what happens? What does it do? 
it makes everybody think that they can go and, and all these people, all these chains, it's Ziploc microwave uh, prepackaged garbage that you go through a drive through in 90 seconds, right? They get their meal. Yeah. Now, we are very competitive on our pricing, but here it is. You go to Paisans. We've got a line out the doors. People see all day long. But they expect it sometimes if you're not a regular customer. Maybe you're new, but uh, they expect it right away. We've got to... You've got to make it. i got to make it. <laughs> so just like when we do our... We've done it. How many years have we done our cooking segments? With you? How many years have we done that? You've gotten to see maybe 50, 60 dishes, okay? And we speed them up for the show, right? We speed them yeah. up because we got to get into that three-minute mark. Right. Oh, now, you're very good at it. Yeah. So now you take that, that one dish... Multiply it by, we're going to serve at least 200 people a day, mm -hmm. and each one has to be made. Excuse me. <clears throat> so, you know, people are like, you know, what's going on? It's, I just ordered a slice of pizza. I ordered a, uh, I ordered a calzone. Okay, well, the calzone's 12 minutes in the oven as it is. Oh, and by the way, did you see the 40 orders ahead of you too? Preach, Benny. Preach. So anyway. What about the meatball wedge? Let's talk about the meatball wedge. Now, I got to tell you a funny story about this. Okay. Meatball wedge. Meatball Matt, wedge. So that, that time we did that one episode on the meatball wedges? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, tell it what is a meatball wedge, first of all, for all those people who just don't know. Oh, gosh. Hair flip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should be able to do that. I should have long hair. So, so a meatball wedge is an Italian sandwich, right? And it's on a nice, you know, either it's a nice baguette. It might be on an amoroso roll. We make our homemade meatballs, put the marinara sauce, the meatballs, then mm. another tomato sauce on top. Then we got our mozzarella cheese, then we bake it, and we serve it on an open-face bun, right? Mm -hmm. Open-face uh, wedge. It's good. So, so just recently, uh, you know, I don't do social media, but I started to do it. Right, because I figured you know, everybody thinks I've been I'm seeing just, you on social media. I like it. Yeah, so makes me hungry. I don't know why I have never done it. I just never like it. I don't like some of the things it stands for, what people could attach you, you know, mm -hmm. you to them, and all of a sudden they're on your feet. It's like, whoa, where did that come from? You know, I, I also think it's like, do people really care what I'm eating right now? Do they really care to see a picture of my dog? No, do I don't. I, I just, I don't care. <laughs> okay. I mean, if it was you, Trish, okay, and you want, I saw some of your stuff, you know, on the show, Thanks. and I love your husband. He's a fantastic he's guy. He's pretty great. He mm -hmm. is. He is a really neat guy. He's a, he's a very cool guy, and so, but no, you don't want to see, you don't want to see that stuff. Now, with that being said, I started doing social media. Okay, <laughs> you kind of sidetracked me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is my time, Trish. I know. Okay? This I is valuable time. I'm trying to tell a story. <laughs> it was late, and now I'm stealing your thunder. Okay, so. I'm going to shut up. So this is good, because you're involved in this story. Okay, good. So since I, going back to why I started social, social media, right? That's not why, but not why I started, but what I'm doing with it. So I started putting stuff out there. And one of our episodes together, mm -hmm. you were like, it's a wedge. A meatball wedge. This is a wedge. Vinny, this is a wedge, right? So I said, buddy's from New York. Start must have been watching on Facebook, and then they watched one of our shows together. Okay. And he says, damn straight, it's a wedge. They start replying from New York, you know? Beautiful. So, yeah, so they got to hear you say that. And So there's a gal who, uh, she's a resident. She's from New York. I think she knows you. And we were talking about you and the cooking segments and how much fun we have. And she was talking about all the gravy. She loves the yeah, gravy. Know, my buddy Paul uses the word gravy. A lot That's of tomato Yorkers, sauce. Yeah, they use gravy. And it was funny because even growing up in New York, New Yorkers do use the word gravy. Okay. But those aren't New Yorkers that are in the restaurant business. Mm. We, we don't say gravy. So my best friend from childhood, 
it, you know, he come to the restaurant all the time. We cruise over to the restaurants after school or whatever. He yeah. goes, yo, Vinny, give me some extra gravy on mine, you know? I love it. I'm like, dude, it's not gravy. It's not I'm gravy. I'm going to put extra tomato sauce if you like, but I'm not going to put gravy I'm on it. I'm not going to put gravy on it. Yeah, because out here, it's, it's, they call it gravy. Okay, too, so, so one um, one thing about your dad, we did actually did a cooking segment with, yeah. is, is he Vinny Sr.? Vincenzo. Vincenzo. He's yeah. not Vinny. No, he's Vincenzo. If I called him Vinny, would he get He'd go upset? by Vinny. No, he, he would go by Vinny. Okay. Yeah. So um, our computer screens just uh, flashed on me. There we go. Uh, but he's he's Vincenzo. Mm-hmm. Is he senior, though? Yeah. And you're junior. Yeah, he's Vincenzo. I mean, he's Vincenzo. I mean, he's born and raised, you know, he's right. an immigrant. So, exactly. You know, but, you know, and they named me after him in English, right? Vincent. Mm-hmm. And so we're doing this cooking segment, and I, I said something about he was cooking and... I think I just stirred up something with the whole garlic and like the spices, and I was like, "Oh, Vinny doesn't. Vinny puts in a lot more garlic than that." <laughs> and I mean, he got a little upset with me. Yeah, you should see. People used to come to the restaurant in New York just to see us fight. You know, <laughs> I mean, so he would get so mad. He would get so mad at me in New York and growing up cooking in the restaurant. He gets okay. so mad. We'd have swinging doors in the in, in the restaurants there. Yeah. I mean, you knew when he was getting mad because he took he just kicked that door shut. And that door would just, if you were trying to walk in, you're going to get knocked out. He'd swing that door shut. He'd scream at me, one day, one day, when you have your own money, you do your own recipe, you do your own food, you eat all my profits. He's screaming all the time. And so he just used to fight all the time. But you know what? We have a, a good relationship. That's uh, good. You know, out here, people are very sensitive. I've seen on the West Coast, uh, they're very sensitive people. Delicate. They're delicate. Mm-hmm. They're like little flowers, you know. <laughs> so if you if you you know you get up you know my wife and I, I had one Yelp review. Love the restaurant. Love the food. Oh, but they fight all the time. That's not fighting. We're just talking. That's family time. That's that's good, solid quality conversation we're having. It's just Agreed. a little heated. You're right. So, you know, a little fire. If you just will. just West Coasters. Come on. Yeah. You got to get some skin. I would say I would say Oregonians aren't so delicate. I don't know. I, I don't uh, think so. I mean, Oregonians are very interesting people. They are. Um, they are. And especially the native Oregonians. Yeah. The ones who their families have come out here and they've just yeah. they were kind of the first. They were the first yeah. folks out here in in Oregon. Um their stories are really interesting. Yeah, I met one. Really? One Oregonian. There's just one? I met one. How long have you been here? I've been here. I've had restaurants in Southern Oregon for 20 years. I met one person that said they were born and raised in Oregon, maybe two. I do so. not believe that. <laughs> All right. There You're may just be, fooling. Maybe there was two. But, uh, yeah, they are. They are good people. Okay. And, they, and they've taken care of me, so I have, I have nothing to exactly. say. But, but they need to, yeah, they need to understand there is, though, a culture outside of course. Of Oregon. Of course. And I think a lot of people do do get that. Yeah. Okay. So don't be offended. <laughs> don't, be offended by, don't be offended by, by the me. heated conversations you have with Nick in the restaurant. Yeah. Because I they, saw it firsthand. Well, that was that was just warm up. That was just fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think sometimes I'm, I'm glad Nick loves me as much as he does because there's a lot of knives in that kitchen. <laughs> and they're everywhere and they're easily there. They're all within reach. And I think sometimes uh. he's going to come after me. But no. I think if you can have a heated conversation while you're working in a kitchen and you you still just absolutely adore each other, that's family to me. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And that's a special thing, Trish, about this industry that I'm in. So mm-hmm. it's a special business. Do you right. cook at home? So, yeah, sometimes. Yeah? 
Yeah. What do you cook at home? I like to make soup. Um, I like to make, you know, like organic soups with all the good stuff in it. And, mm -hmm. and then, like we mentioned Gina earlier, you know, when she gets really sick, I make just, I like to make those soups for her. Mm -hmm. uh, and then she'll go, she'll eat them for like a week. Super comforting. Yeah, very bland. She can't have anything, but I like right. to make those organic vegetable soups. So. Um, you guys have three children? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And is Sophia the youngest? Sophia is the, is uh, 17 uh, and a half. She's the youngest. Okay. Yeah. And then Nick is in the middle? Nick's in the middle. Then I have my oldest, Vinny. Okay. So, and yeah. Vinny is where? Unfortunately, Vinny is out of town. Mm -hmm. uh, he's going to be out of town for a few more years. Um, he's had some awful things happen to him in his life. Mm -hmm. uh, and unfortunately, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's not private. Again, my life has been so public in this it town. It really has, Vinny. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, we can't hide the fact that uh, Vinny is in prison. How's he doing? He's doing great. I mean, I, honestly, he's, he's doing great. He is uh, obviously been rehabilitated in that sense uh, mm -hmm. from the, off of the drug scene. Mm -hmm. He is uh, fighting fires in the summer. He's planting trees in the winter. Uh, he's on a really good crew. So he's doing like the work, pro like mm -hmm. the prison inmate work programs. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, he's doing really good. Of course, I have uh, high expectations for him. I hold him to a higher standard. There are some other things that he needs to, to come around and do, which mm -hmm. uh, personal things. And then, and I know, I know he'll make it right with the people he needs to make it right with. That's awesome. So. Well, good. I hope the very best of, yeah. of him just because I know it would mean a lot for your family. It would. We'd like to have him back one day. For sure. So, yeah. Kind of complete everything. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And Nick is still cooking. Yeah, Nick is with me uh, at the restaurant every day. Uh, but, you know, you know Nick pretty well, too, on a personal level now. From I kind of watched him grow up a little you bit. You watched him grow up? Absolutely. Even from the, yeah, I mean, think about it. He's, you've, you've been part of our life for some time. And uh, interesting thing about Nick is uh, he's always doing something else. Mm. And so now he's got a pilot license. He's a pilot. Uh, Stop it, really? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a trip. And, of course, he gets upset. You know, Dad, why don't you fly with me? Well, you know, Nick, I mean, he goes, you know how many people, fathers, you know, wish their son had an, uh, a plane and they could just go flying whatever they want? And I'm thinking, no, I don't think they would just go <laughs> in a single-engine propeller plane and Nicholas. just jump in with their son. So, yeah, he just goes goes down the street. He, I'll be back in a – I'll be late today or whatever or this and that or I have a flight. And, and uh, all of a sudden I'll get a text – message would be a video from him flying somewhere by himself in an airplane just showing me the pictures and i'll tell you what the rogue valley from there on oh, a clear day stunning it is amazing when you get over the lakes and it, mm -hmm. amazing he sends me pictures i think that's why a lot of pilots live here to be honest they have flown over this area and they're just like mm, i want to move here because yeah. it's so beautiful it is amazing from the air well so. nick is a cutie patootie yeah he's just a, a, a cutie pie um and what's sophia up to these days Sophia works at the restaurant, too. Uh -huh. uh, she homeschools. Uh, Sophia's really into horses. Oh, nice. Uh, unfortunately, a, a month and a half ago, we had to put her horse down, uh, oh. which was rough. Oh, uh, I can't. Yes. It was one of the hard. Oh, my goodness. I think putting a dog down. Jeez, have you ever had to put a horse down? No. It's rough. I can't, I can't even imagine. They make, them they make them, even though they're dying on the ground of something, they make them get up to walk out to the open so a crane can eventually pick them up afterwards. And so they're just looking at you like, really? You're going to make me walk? Oh, you know? that's, that's really heartbreaking. Um, 
And then, but uh, the vet was fantastic. Uh, he was kind and gentle. Uh, I cried like a baby. Uh, just, of course, the of sideways course. so Sophia wouldn't see me, you know, because she was already crying. Uh, and so now we have a friend that owns a ranch. Uh, he has a 300-acre ranch. They raise horses uh, and cows and pigs and mm -hmm. dogs. And Sophia works at the ranch now. She's just started uh, working, helping. So it's, it helped to, to helped her heart. She's working with animals that she loves again. So Okay, she's awesome. She's doing good. Well, we're going to wrap up just a little bit. Um, I do have a question regarding Paisans. When did you guys open up Paisans? March 2013. So we have okay. our six-year anniversary coming up. Look at you. In in two months. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about that. It's been two months. Were you just wanting to get back into the restaurant biz? Uh, that's that's tough. When we moved to Hawaii, I was washing windows for a living. I had a window. I had a cleaning company, so window washing was the main thing. Then everything else, and I really liked it. The mm -hmm. physical part was tough, but I really liked it. But I'll tell you. I missed, I missed the people. Mm -hmm. It was this huge gap. It was a huge void. I wanted, I wanted my customers back yeah. uh, to be part of my life. And so, and I love to cook. When you're such so, a people person. Yeah. I love talking to people. I love, I you love. You love talking, period. I love, is that a good thing, Trish? <laughs> it is if you're in a podcast interview. Yes. Okay. All but, right. Um, and Paisons is open when? So we're now we're so we're still Monday through Friday. We're mm -hmm. closed on the weekends. We do all our private events on Saturdays. We book out the restaurant. So if you have a private event, we have a minimum, and then they have the whole restaurant to themselves. Uh, Monday through Thursday, eleven to six. Friday, eleven, we stay open till eight. We serve our full menu all day long. So you could okay. have dinners, whatever it is, all, okay. all day. Pizza. Pizza by the slice. Calzones. Wedges. Meatball wedge. Meatball wedge. Um, and also the New York, the New York cheesesteak, not the Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, we call it the Philly because what's the New York steak? Yeah. So we call it a Philly steak. But I'll tell you what, our New York cheesecake will take out any street vendor. I'm just really? saying. Really? I'm just saying. And look at look look at look at our new menu that we're bringing. Look at our specials. Okay. We're going to be doing a New York chopped cheese sandwich. You ever hear of chopped cheese? No. Oh man. It is like the ultimate New York sandwich. It is chopped beef with cheese and onions mixed in mm. and just over an amoroso with a ton of melted cheese on top of that. You had me a cheese. Yeah, so. Done. All right. Yeah. Well, go see Benny. Follow him on, on social media. <clears throat> like like the pics, especially if you see the meatball wedge with the gravy. Okay, I'm done. That's my New York accent. That's the limit. I love your New York accent. <laughs> it's awful. I love it. It's awful. I absolutely love it. It's like... <laughs> It just uh, makes me smile. Okay, good. Anything to make you smile, Vinny. All right, final three. Best advice you've ever been given? Uh, there's been a lot of advice. I've been given great advice my whole life, actually. Uh, one of them is actually uh, one that I've tried to live by, and it's actually a Bible principle. And uh, it says that a lover of silver will never be satisfied with silver and wealth with income. And, of course, it's not... It's not just talking about money. Mm -hmm. It's talking about anything that could draw you away from what's important. Okay. Uh, so it's helped me uh, stay focused on who I am. It's helped me stay focused on my family and uh, keeping a, a simple life, but uh, recognizing that that stuff can really take you away. And you know what? When you're thinking about money all the time, you'll never be satisfied with money. And when, and, and when you think about things, you'll never be satisfied. You'll never have enough. 
Yeah. Uh, another good advice, just real quick, I'll share that with you. It's, it's funny, it was a guy, and it would, I wouldn't be here today if I didn't listen to that advice with the restaurant business, is, you know, we had a couple of characters with restaurants next to us in New York, and uh, he was one of those guys you see on TV, you know, they make TV shows about these people. I grew up around them. Okay. And he found that I was leaving the family business, and he sat me down in his restaurant. <laughs> he said, look, let me tell you something. He, he said, if you're going to leave the family business, Remember what I said, this is advice I was given, I'm going to give it to you. And he was like, in my face. And, you know, they, okay. and they say it nice, kind, but they're intimidating at the same oh, time. Oh, for right? sure. So he says, if you leave this family business, your father here, and you leave him, you don't move for three years. You stay where you're, I don't care how unhappy you are, three years, you stick it out in that one place. I got to Oregon, moved to Grants Pass, I saw the caveman, I wanted to cry, you know. I was like, I am no way I'm staying in Oregon, right? There's no way I'm staying in Oregon. And, and then that you. voice, right? you don't move for three years. Stick that it out. Conversation. It's 20 years later. So That's awesome. Who was that guy? Do you remember? Do you remember his name? He was just a guy. Just a guy. Just a guy. A guy who knows a guy. Just a guy. Yep. All right. If you ever left this place, Southern Oregon, what would bring you back? What would you miss the most about this place? Uh, I think what we talked about, the scenery. Mm -hmm. um, scenery, is, it is special. Uh, uh, I love the woods. I don't get up in the woods enough. Mm -hmm. I love the ocean. I don't get to the ocean enough. I love the mountains, but I don't get to the mountains enough. We can see them, though. But you can see Comforting. them. Comforting. It is. It's a beautiful thing. When you think about, when you look at creation in itself, it is a powerful, beautiful thing. Would you consider Southern Oregon a little bit of a home now? Second home? Mm -hmm. First home? A home in general? Yeah, I think I'd have to by default. Because yeah, I agree. I've been here now as long as I've been in New York, even a little bit longer. Uh, and I've made some very good friends, uh, lots of good friends, uh, and a lot of people that are special to me are here. Mm -hmm. So, and, and it's been very good to me. Okay, final meal, Vinny. What would that look like? Final drink, final meal. And you, you don't have to cook it. You're served, and you can have whatever you want. You know. Eat all day long. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. The f if I had a final meal and a final drink, I don't think it would be anything have to do with food or wine. I would, I think I would want to sit at a table with my wife, my boys, and my daughter. I just want to sit there with my family, just look at them, and they would already know what I'd tell them, and they would know where I would tell them to meet me one day. So that, I think that'd be my, my final meal. It wouldn't have any food. I just want to sit down with my wife and my kids all at one table again, and all of them healthy. That that would be my final meal. Mm. So that may just happen sometime soon. I hope so. That's awesome. Yeah, Vinny, there's very few people in this life that well, I see them and they just put a smile on my face, and you you are in that group for me. You just have good vibes. I appreciate that, Trish. I do. Thank you. And you can cook a hell of a meatball wedge. All day. All day. Meatball wedge all Down day. Down All right. If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes and you like it, please subscribe, rate, and review. It helps other people find us. We're also on Google Play and Stitcher. You can check out the video portion of this podcast. And for this one, maybe recommend you do. That's at ktbl.com. Just click on features and then off script. Once again, episode 40, Vinny DiCostanzo. I'm Paisans. keeping the cup. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it.